welcome to the podcast. This is a really special edition of the City Rev Life podcast, but also really it is a collaborative podcast because it's also, we're actually here on location at the Four Kids Podcast Studio for the uh, to talk with Kevin Enders. And they have four kids as, and you need to know about this, the Advocate for Kids podcast. And May is the uh, National Foster Care Awareness Month. Did I say that right? Correct. Okay. And so we're here with Kevin Enders, president of Four Kids, and you all are launching here in May a new series on the Advocate Four Kids podcast, which which you can get on all different uh, channels. But what's going to be the theme? Let's just start here. What's going to be the theme for this month? Um, on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, so since we're heading into May and it's National yeah. Foster Care Awareness Month, it's really a podcast series all about fostering. So why? Why Why should I foster? What are my next steps? What do I do? What are the commonly asked questions or misunderstandings of fostering? And we're going to have some foster parents on talking about what it's like to foster and, and why four kids? What's different about fostering with four kids versus mm-hmm. any other organization? So it's going to be a great series, going to be very informational. Um, so it should help anybody that's curious about becoming a foster parent know what they need to know to take the next step. Yeah, I think this could be a huge help because I think a lot of people are going to be hearing at their church or they're going to be hearing about foster care and going from like sitting in, in the pew to yeah. child in your home yeah. <laughs> that feels like, and you did that personally. Did, yes. Um, but like that seems like such a most people can't even imagine getting there, but like having people around them that are in foster care and just hearing testimony, hearing, hearing about those steps, I think it's going to be huge. So just an encouragement, yeah, an encouragement, definitely check out the advocate advocate for kids podcast this month, just gets tons of more information. Um, but here's what I wanted to, I, I love your passion, Kevin, (laughs) your, your fire. They say Mm -hmm. at the, at four kids, they say when Kevin gets fiery, it's like his eyes become like lasers. I've seen that. (laughs) I've I've seen Kevin's eyes light up. There's a fire Mm -hmm. for this issue, Mm -hmm. um, that he, you and your wife share and, and all of four kids shares and city rev shares and many other churches in South Florida. Um, so we're going into this month. What is, I just want to hear from you. Like what's Mm. God putting on your heart? What are you praying for? What are you hoping God does this month in South Mm. Florida in the area of foster care? Yeah. Thanks for asking. And thanks for having me on again. Listen, we're believing for miracles to happen. Mm. Our God is a God of miracles. He's always working, right? We sing it, we say it, we believe it. Uh, Our theme this year for kids is to believe, believe for the impossible because God's the possible. He can do everything that's possible. So we're believing for um, us to get back to where we used to be. We used to license and recruit 100 families a year. And obviously, then we went into COVID. That changed everything. Numbers probably dropped, dropped by about 50%, which wow. was normal because people weren't attending church. And that's where we recruit families. So even though we saw the numbers go down, the number of kids that were coming into care were coming down. But now it's time for the church to wake back up because the numbers are back up. You know, now that most people have gotten back to somewhat of a normal, you know, kids are in school. Kids are being seen. Kids are still being abused, unfortunately, and and being removed from their families. So, um, you know, we need to get back to those days where the church was responding in a, in a bigger way, because right now we're saying no. So we get requests to place children every day. It happens. And we, there's just not enough capacity. There's just not enough homes. And even though the numbers of kids in care have come down, it's just that the response from the church has changed significantly 
due to COVID. Okay. And so um, as people now, as I've talked to a lot of pastors, their churches are coming back, more people are coming back. Um, it's time to bring this issue back in front of the body of Christ here, especially in Broward, where it started 25 years ago. And um, start a fire, as you said. We, we need the Holy Spirit to move in the church. And uh, we believe at 4Kids it's a great opportunity for the church because the communities and the partners that we work with in the state are waiting. They're looking Mm. for the body of Christ. My wife says, this is a slam dunk. We were watching basketball the other day and, Mm. you know, um, it's the NBA playoff season, right? And we all love, in fact, I wrote about in the, in the good news article in May, this about the alley up. We love seeing a slammed up. It's really exciting, right? In a basketball game, this is a slam dunk for the church. Mm-hmm. The church can, can solve, not solve this, but there's certainly enough families in the body of Christ in South Florida that we should be able to stop saying no to children. And we have to say no to children every day because there's just not enough foster families. Wow. Yeah. So the the sobering, just to start with the sobering reality, the sobering reality is that just, I think for reasons we can all imagine, uh, since COVID, since 2019, the recruitment, the number of Christian families stepping up um, through four kids to take children into their homes that are in that, that time of crisis and trauma. Yeah. That has gone down significantly. Yeah. So we're, you said almost it's about half, about yeah, half, about half. So it, so on your heart, the church rising up the yeah. church of South Florida um, yeah. and, and four kids is in Collier County, Dade, Broward, Palm beach, treasure coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, actually even more, there's, there's actually 12 counties that 12 we're in counties. Now. So there's actually oh, wow. five in Southwest Florida. So Lee County is a huge County. Oh, That's wow. where our headquarters is in Fort Myers. So it's not just Collier. Lee, Charlotte, Henry, and Glades. Oh my goodness! In Southwest Florida, so five over there, six here, and now Miami Dade as well. So okay. there's twelve. Yeah. Okay, praise God yeah. for that. Yeah. Okay, so all Exciting. over South Florida. Yep. We've got a four kids presence. Correct. And where it started is is in Broward. Yes. And uh, in particular, there's a there's a need in Broward as there is everywhere for for more more for the church to respond yeah. and more fa- families to open up their homes That's to these correct. children. Yeah. And it's, it's, I would say it's even dire in Broward. Dire. Uh, yeah. In Broward, it's, and um, yeah, it's, it's the biggest need is in Broward County. There's a need in Palm Beach County, but God is moving in a major way. We have some exciting things happening at some new church partners in North of Broward County and North Palm Beach County, excuse me, and up in the Treasure Coast. But in Broward County, in fact, I was meeting with a pastor yesterday, a local pastor who's really been involved from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And his, his heart was breaking, like wondering what, what's happening in Broward. And I do think there's an apathy, not only coming out of COVID, but maybe because they've heard the message for 25 years. And we just mm-hmm. celebrated 25 years as a, as a ministry last year, which is amazing. And that over 30,000 kids' lives have been impacted. So I do think that there's a sense of uh, why isn't it solved yet? You know? Sure. Um, and I always try to point people back to the ministry opportunity that right. God is giving the church to serve. I mean, I don't think anywhere else in the, in the Word of God does he say pure and undefiled religion is to care for and visit mm-hmm. orphans and widows in their distress in James one twenty seven. So it's a ministry opportunity. Yeah. So as more people come to saving knowledge of Christ and pray about what is my calling, how do I right. activate you know, this, this calling and this passion, right. um, is to understand God's heart for the orphan. From the Old Testament through the New Testament, you know it's prevalent right. that God has a heart for mm-hmm. the vulnerable, for the fatherless, for those that can't speak for themselves. So our job is to really just go and encourage the church to step into that calling 
Um, and it, as we sow seeds as pastors like yourself, we're huge advocates for what we do because it's biblical. Mm-hmm. It's not, not an advocate for four kids. You're an advocate for God, for what he mm-hmm. is, what is tender on his heart. And your I know your passion too, is for people to step into their calling. Um, because second to salvation, I always say that's the most important thing that we should want to find out as Christians is what has God made me to do? Mm-hmm. I know for me, and that's why the passion comes out. That's what he made me to do. My wife and I, um, we love kids, and, and, and we love to see how God uses children to sanctify us, to, to, to love us, to teach us how to love. And so that's our heart, uh, Roby, is that, that the body of Christ would a, recognize God's mandate, almost, uh, to care for orphans and widows, and to just step into that. Again, it's not for us to be famous, it's for God right. <laughs> to be known. And there's a great opportunity for the body of Christ to get glory to God when no one else, there's a lot of people that are getting out of foster care. It's too hard. You know, people are comfortable and we're not recruiting families. I said to Tom Lukasik, who's our vice president, we were in Tallahassee last month lobbying for what we do. And I said, we're going where people are exiting. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Because I think that's got to be God. Yeah. It's got to be him. And that sounds like the legacy of, of the Lord, of Jesus but it sounds like the legacy of his bride when his bride really is on fire for the Holy Spirit. You know, I mean, I even think historically yeah. during the plagues and people are fleeing the cities, Christians went in. to this, they went in mm-hmm. and they ministered to these plague victims a lot of times, then reviving them to life, getting the plague and dying in their, in their place. And some historians say things like that in the early church is what sent the church like a wildfire. I mean, that this is our Amen. legacy. We that's go in right. to the need, you know? And so that that's helpful. That Thank you for framing <laughs> it like that. And I, I think you're exactly right. That's yeah. what we do. That's what Jesus did. He right. came to us and we were in need. Right. And so I, and I also helpful to hear what's the, the end goal. You don't, we don't solve foster care because there's mm-hmm. always going to be brokenness. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be children coming into care, mm-hmm. but the win is there is more than enough open Christian homes so that anytime a child does come into care, that child has a loving gospel centered Christian home. And the vision is imagine South Florida all across those Southwest coast, Southeast coast, South Florida, the church has risen up and said on our watch, any child that needs a home, they will find a gospel centered home that will love them, care for them in their in their trauma. And they will not only hear the gospel, but they'll experience the gospel. Yeah, yeah. And so if you can see over my shoulder, and I know you've done some other interviews today with Andre Morris, who's on our staff that sure. runs Care Portal. We talk about hope, homes, and healing. And God has really repositioned four kids in the last six years. We're not just a foster care agency anymore. We're not just a foster care ministry. He's really broken our hearts to, again, ignite the church to go be preventative in this space. We believe that half the kids shouldn't even be in foster care. Mm. If the church would step into their rightful place and do what you just said, go to the trouble go to the families that are in mm-hmm. crisis, provide services. And through Care Portal, we've reached over 3,000 kids in the last year and a half. The body wow. of Christ has reached, we have 88, I think 90 church partners right now, over 1,000 volunteers in our network have said, I want to be a part of Care Portal. So it's really awesome what God is doing because he's, he's raised an army of people to go in the name of Jesus, meet physical needs, build relationship, deliver the word of God, invite people to church, Let's 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 try to get half of the kids in their homes. Let's let's yes. wrap around these broken families as the body of Christ and let's prevent kids from coming into foster care. People are like I don't think they ever would have expected a foster care agency to do that. Hmm. 
But why would we not right. as the body of Christ, as a missions organization locally? Let's go, let's go help families stay mm-hmm. together. And then, yes, what you said, every kid that does come in, let's make sure they end up in a Christian yeah. home so they can know the love of Christ and they can know that Jeremiah 29, 11 is true. God has a, a plan for you, not, not to harm you, but mm-hmm. to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. Psalm 68, like God sets the lonely in family so they can come out of their That's good. this this bound state into prosperity, like by knowing him, mm-hmm. the answer, right? So so it's really awesome how God's doing that. And then the healing piece, which we didn't talk a lot about, is we God has raised up an army of Christian therapists that understand trauma, mm-hmm. that are being used not only to help our foster parents and our adopted families, but the community. Kids are in traumatic situations how can we wrap around bio families when a kid gets reunified and help them understand how to work through some of their issues and that god could be a god god loves healing people yeah so um yeah so that's a little bit of of the paradigm we call it of four kids and so we we definitely want to help families stay intact but we want a christian home for every child that comes in i love just the holistic way care portal which is helping do such a great work preventative there's just cases that there are kids some of them are are in great families they could be prevented with just some basic needs met and care portals is mobilizing the the church to go in and help do the preventative work and then the care on the other side just through the therapeutic attention and and just bringing healing. And that's what, that was central to what yeah. Jesus did. I love that. Um, l- let me just come back to Broward for a second. Um, when you say the church needs to rise up, like what are we talking? Like what's the number? If the South Florida church could provide mm-hmm. how many homes, then we would not be turning away. Four kids would not be ch- turning away children anymore and saying we don't have a, a, a home for them. What, yeah. what would it be? So it's interesting. Every day on my phone, since I spent, four years in the technology space before I came to four kids. Yeah. You asked me that earlier. Yeah. We have analytics on our phone. Every day I can tell you how many kids we're saying no to in Broward County, whether they're male, female, what their ages wow. are, whether they're a sibling group or an individual child. So I think when I looked at it last, there was 60 kids on average every month that we're saying no to in Broward County alone. Wow. 60. And it, again, it's the worst out of Palm Beach, Treasure Coast, Southwest, so that's the number one area of need. And what it tells you is then to place those 60 children, I think it said you need 40 homes because some of them are sibling groups. So right. we want to keep sibling groups together. It's very rare, but we want families that can take in two or three kids. Right. We just had a placement yesterday, a sibling group of five came in. Three got placed with one family and wow. two, the younger two got placed with another family and both those families attend the same church. Oh my! So goodness. even though they had to be split, they're friends and they attend the same church. So in a sense, God did keep them oh. in one spiritual family, yep. which is beautiful. Um, so right now that's the number, but to get 40 families, you need hundreds of people to respond because sometimes people respond with emotion. Oh, I want to foster. And then you find out, well, I don't really want to foster. I don't want to do things. So, um, you know, the numbers, are, are staggering. When you think 400 people might respond, you might end up with 40 families licensed after 90 to 120 mm-hmm. days. But those are the hard facts of where we are in Broward County. Right. We want to have our vision statement is a home for every child. So we want to have more than enough homes so that when a child comes into care, we're not desperately saying, can you take this child? We're actually saying, what's the best fit for this child? Mm-hmm. That's what's awesome too about having a therapeutic team. Like we can we can sit down with children, we can understand their needs, and wouldn't it be beautiful if we had more than enough homes so that then 
instead of there being a desperate need or no family, we can say, well, what's the best fit for this child? Is it the Barnes house or is it, you know, this house, you know? Right. So that would be the goal. But um, we want at least enough families so that those 40 children or 40 uh, families, 60 children a month that we're not saying no to anymore in Broward County. It doesn't seem like a lot when you think about the hundreds of church partners we have in Broward County. You know, and hundreds. I just, I, I, in my mind, Kevin, that seems like that should be done. Yeah. Like I think of the, the tens of thousands of, of Christians that are active, vital, maybe hundreds of thousands in Broward. Yeah. We just need 40 homes. Yeah. We need to be able to make that happen. Yeah. That needs to get done. Yeah. In fact, I mean, you'd, I'd think a, 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 you'd think a single church could do it. A single local yeah. church, but certainly the body of the, Christ. the entire South Florida church, the Broward church, the Fort Lauderdale church. It seems like that needs to get done. And so let me, let me ask this question. Um, some people, I think they're like, well, I'm just not in the season of life to become a foster parent. But I've, I know I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen, I mean, I've seen people from almost every season of life step into foster. I've seen uh, young couples, even before they've started trying to have kids. I've yep. seen retired couples when all their kids are out. I've seen couples that have little kids. I'm like, are you sure? I mean, you've got little kids at home. I've seen, I mean, with teenagers, some incorporate with their kids. I mean, speak to that maybe just for a second as a, as a foster parent yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, it's not about a stage of life. It's just, it's about a calling, right? Yeah, it totally, totally is about a calling. And um, I would just ask you to, and I know you do, continue to pray that as the sower... Yeah, is scattering the seed. the The thing that you know is that coming out of COVID, people have liked the comfort that came mm. along with that. So it it becomes more of a of a more difficult ask to say, okay, we're going to open up our home and bring in disruption. I read a beautiful devotion though this morning that God is with you through everything, mm -hmm. and we know what the Word says, right? Count it all joy. We had a pastor come in last week teaching James one five. Count it all joy. One two, you know that it's going to be hard. But if God's calling you to do it, step into it, right? Press into the Lord. He promises to be there with you yep. through the good and the bad, through the trials and the difficulties, but he's going to be there. Mm. And again, we love quoting James as uh, Matthew 18, five, that if you welcome one of these children, Jesus said this, if you welcome one of these children in my name, you welcome me. So as we're looking and we're, we're looking at revivals at Asbury and we're talking about revivals that are popping up around the country. If you invite a child in your home, you're actually inviting revival into wow, your space. I love that. Because Jesus himself said, if you welcome one of these in my name, you welcome me. Wow. So to me, maybe the question should be, do you want to grow in your faith? Do you want more Jesus? And, and if you do, do this. Because um, it will humble you, but it will also grow your ability to love. Yep. Um, we all know it's challenging, but we're here for you. You know, we have amazing volunteers that wrap around families. Our therapy team is just phenomenal. Um, you don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. That's one of the facts, one of these myths that people are like, oh, how could I do that? Um, there's a lot of sayings we have around four kids. One of Tom Lukasik's favorites is, our hearts break so theirs can heal. Mm. You know, um, there's kids that are in need, and it is a, it is a matter of life and death. Mm. Um, when we say no to children, it's not, it's, it, it's not like they're going to end up somewhere better. Mm -hmm. right? right. There's nothing better than being in a Christian home mm -hmm. with people that love Jesus, that feel called, because they don't give up. That's what's so amazing about four kids and our families. When the state looks on, 
people from around the country look on, they're like, wow, how do you do what you do? It's because Jesus right. is at the center of it. People don't give up because Jesus doesn't give up on us. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Again, we would just ask people that if they feel called, be obedient. Mm-hmm. Don't let the enemy steal the seed. If God's planting a seed and you've always thought about, I should, I should do this. I have an empty bedroom. I have the ability. Um, choose, choose Jesus. Don't choose comfort. And, uh, and watch God work. Wow. It's an invitation um, that I know that, that you'll never regret. I love that yeah. Matthew 18, you're bringing, you want more Jesus in your home. <laughs> you know, how many, how many retired couples saying, okay, God, I know you're what not, do do? you're not done with me yet. What do you have for me? Or how many parents with teenagers saying, how do I help my teenagers get more of Jesus? I worry about my teenagers. Yeah. You know, imagine bringing in a, a young foster child and getting them involved in that mission. Or how do you, mm. how do I anchor this new family I have and anchor this home with Jesus? Man, you want more Jesus, bring one of these little ones into your home. Kevin, thank you. We are praying with you. Let's pray. Hey, let's be in prayer that the the church all around South Florida and the West Coast, East Coast will rise up, especially in Broward. Uh, let's see the church rise up and take these little ones into their homes. Hey, thanks so much. Glad we could collaborate with Advocate for Kids, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.